The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the call-up. We've got an in-person edition as we're down here for the World Baseball Classic. And we're about to go see Jordan Walker. I'm Aram Layton. He's Jack McMullen. And this is a really cool setup, right? We did the Just Baseball show in person. Now we're doing the call-up in person. I'm excited to go see the WBC. We're going to see some really awesome prospects in that lens with Japan over there. And also some really good young players that are going to be making their way into the semifinals and finals. But we're here to talk about contract extensions yes and pre-arb deals for top prospects that you know after the Corbin Carroll deal after the Curtis Mead talk seemed like something that would be really fun to discuss of which prospects that have yet to debut could be pre-arb candidates moving forward because I think Mead surprised a lot of people I don't think the Corbin Carroll deal surprised anyone it's always like a oh shit like they just gave that guy a hundred mil and he's barely played but I don't think it was shocking Curtis Mead, it was people were like, whoa, he's like that, and he is like that. So we want to highlight the other guys who are like that. Yes. So what I did is, like, I compiled a list of, like, 30 to 35 names. And honestly, we're going to go rapid fire. And Mm -hmm. these are guys that, you know, yes, have graduated from prospect ranks. Like, I'm going to throw you in Alec Manoa. And we're going to have a pitching conversation. Like, a couple of guys that are year one, year two, maybe even year three. Any pre-arb candidates. Uh, But I also have a bunch of prospects that I... I, I almost like bucketed into major league master. Like we already know that they are big leaguers. They're probably going to break camp or wild cards where they're double A, triple A. I did not include a guy like Pete Carl Armstrong because he's probably going to debut in high A or double. Like why would you extend a guy that probably isn't going to make it this year? You yeah. know what I mean? So we're talking about upper minors guys that are set to debut this year or guys that have already been in Major League Baseball. With that note, PCA will be a prime candidate for this. Next year. Because, exactly. Because we are looking at, and we'll break it down case by case, and you'll see a lot of, like, recurring themes with what the outline or or background of a player is that we want to see that you would give that that deal to, right? It's going to be a guy that, even if he doesn't hit, like we talked about with Corbin Carroll, he's giving you value in other departments. Like a Pete Crow Armstrong, you give him a pre-arb deal in a year, you know, even if he doesn't hit, 
he's going to give you a lot of value. He's Kevin Kiermaier. Yeah, he's Kevin Kiermaier if he doesn't ban out. So, like, that is exactly what you're looking for is, you know, a guy that will give you something. Not Scott Kingery where you're you're paying him and he's giving you nothing. John John Singleton, Singleton, he had to hit and he didn't hit. Right. You know, guys like that, it's a little bit tough. But I think the game has continued to evolve and learn, like, which guys fit that bucket. Pitchers in general, you almost never want to do it. No. Unless they're already established in the bigs and you can get a really reasonable deal like Spencer Strider. But I'd even argue that that's one of the riskier pre-arb deals we've seen. And we already saw him get hurt a little bit. So it's going to be fun to talk about. I wanted to also, I'll let you add to that point, but I also wanted to mention, we're going to talk a little bit about spring training, guys that are performing, and how it may impact their timeline to the big leagues as well. Because most of the guys that had no shot of breaking camp, they're gone. Yes. They were already optioned. Some of the guys that still probably are unlikely to break camp are still there because teams want to see more. And I think when you look at the Casey Schmitz of the world, maybe even the Brett Beatty's who could potentially break camp, but Casey Schmidt more so, that's a guy that I think based on his performance could be expediting his timeline with maybe a strong month of AAA. They'll say, eh, we'll count this spring training month that we saw as almost another month of AAA performance and bring him up a little bit quicker. Well, even a guy with a, a little bit more prospect sex appeal, Mason Wynn's still in big league spring. Like, yes. It, it's weird, but you could see Mason Wynn, who like didn't really impact the ball that much, but hit to a high batting average and double. You know, Maybe if he continues to perform in big league spring, all of a sudden he's in Memphis with Walker. And, and Walker probably gets up sooner, but... That's a guy that is very young starting in triple because he had a good spring. So we're going to talk about those guys that probably expedited their process. One more thing on the Mead thing. Um, and this was like not small world, but I, I didn't realize the, the whole worlds collide thing. I expect somebody with a platform like Jeff Passan because that move or that, you know, rumored idea that Mead was an extension candidate that initially broke from Passan. I expect him to tweet about Corbin Carroll and Gunnar Henderson and Andrew Painter. That was a very weird, like, prospect. What on earth is passing? Yeah, yeah. about Curtis Mead, but I was like, okay, people are starting to get it. The talent in baseball is so good. And mm-hmm. the talent in minor league baseball, I think you could argue, is a, as plentiful as it has been in a very, very long time. Well, as we're making the top 100 list right now, I'm really struggling to, like, go through the names here. A hundred names, it's like, damn, maybe we should do 150. (laughs) There is a ridiculous amount of talent, and and high upside talent is the difference now. I think when you used to look at the back half of the top 100, it'd be like, oh, this guy could be a solid regular. Back half of the top 100 now is like, this guy could still be an all-star. It's just less likely than some of the other guys ahead of him. So that's the fun part about it. Real quick, just kind of maintenance on the spring training side. Brett Beatty. He, I don't know if Mets fans that are listening to this or watching this, they may be uh, really impressed with the glove. They've probably seen a lot of the highlights because yeah. he's been making a lot of plays. And there was a lot of questions about Beatty's glove. I think he's answered a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever going to excel defensively, but he looks really comfortable out there defensively. The bat for me is ready. I really do think he's ready. I think he's, I mean, we've seen what he's done in spring training so far, which you have the numbers up. I'm pretty sure he's been raking in spring. Yeah. But he's 12 for 32 with six walks, nine punch outs. So nine punch outs and 40 plate appearances. Um, he only has two extra base hits and 40 plate that's appearances. That's interesting, yeah. But he's hitting to a high batting Yeah, range. and and that's that's something too, man, like his powers. He's going to hit the ball It's hard. there. Like, you're not concerned about it. So I'm interested to see how I think Platoon could be an opportunity here. They prefer Escobar swinging just from the right side. Like, his swing is better Great. from the right side. He's more productive. Beatty's left-handed. Beatty's left-handed. <laughs> Make that work, and then you can rotate into the DH. I think Beatty, they're, they're going to give him as long of a look as possible because... 
I, I know the numbers weren't great in his big league debut before he got hurt, but he was he was putting together good at bats. So that's a guy that I think you know is easily making the case to potentially break camp or at least expedite his promotion. Casey Schmidt's another one. I've talked about him a lot, but I just want to touch on on what Schmidt's doing. I don't know if he's going to break camp. It's probably unlikely. He only played a handful of games in AAA last year. But, he should. but I think he just expedited his timeline dramatically with what he's done. And I think with a strong month to start the season, we could see him up at the big league level very quickly. He has been mashing so far. 462, 462, 885 slash line so far. And this is an adjusted swing or adjusted setup, I should say. He's getting into his backside. He's using his lower half a lot more. And now we're seeing that average power comfortably above average. Everything else has been there for him. He will be one of the best defensive third basemen in baseball. And then sticking to the Giants, Blake Sable, yep. who I know you, you like. You saw a lot of him, you know, in, in Indianapolis. And, you know, we were you were surprised when he was not protected, you know, yeah, in that Rule 5 draft. Shocked. I think a lot of people that, that follow the Pirates or the Pirates minor leagues were surprised by that. Sable, I watched defensively. You know, it's going to be a little bit of a process there, but obviously we're seeing less importance on receiving. Right. But he's a good athlete. He's hitting the ball. Yeah. And that's what the Giants drafted him to do. Because even if he can't catch, they wanted that bat. He can play the outfield. They don't have a ton of outfield depth. Blake Sable looks good in the spring. Obviously, he has to be with the big league team, but this has to make them feel pretty good about their Rule 5 selection. I think so. Uh, And Sable, yes, he may be in the opening day lineup as a DH, uh, but they need some outfield depth bad, like you're saying. So you've got Conforto slated in left, Peterson slated in right, uh, and and you've got Mike Yastrzemski slated in center. (laughs) Conforto is as wild card of a wild card as you could possibly Mm -hmm. find. Jock has a job. Like, yeah. he is an everyday guy. I think Jock may be the only everyday caliber guy in the Giants lineup, which is why I think Sable <laughs> was such a good pickup yeah. um, and why I think Casey Schmidt should break camp. I know that David VR has done some good things. I like it. Yes, but is Schmidt an upgrade? Yes. <laughs> right? How about when you look at, like, the fourth infielder, right, like the bench infielder, J.D. Davis, Wilmer Flores, or Casey Schmidt? <laughs> Casey Schmidt. Right? There's and, there's no doubt. And that's the thing is VR can move around, too. So that that's the thing. I think you get the month of, of VR playing. If he swings it, you keep him in the lineup. Whoever's not performing, you, you relegate them. And Casey Schmidt comes up, and, and, and I think we'll be ready to go. And also, I think we'll give you plus defense from day one. Yes. Um, Tristan Casas, he's going to break in on opening day. Yeah, no worries. But I just wanted to note that he is scorching the baseball. Yes. It's not just the numbers. It's like we're looking at exit velocities and how hard he's hitting it consistently. It seems like every single ball he hits is over 100 miles an hour. Look out for Tristan Casas. I think he's about to light the world on fire right now, and I'm excited about that. And then one last guy to mention, Michael Tolia. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that we've been talking about a little bit, like kind of waiting for that breakout or at least waiting for him to add a little bit more impact. He's punching out this spring. You know he's going to punch he's out. Always gonna punch he's going to walk, though, and he's going to hit for some power in Colorado. I'm wondering what the plan is with Tolia. He's still in big league camp. He's played a ton. He's played as much as anybody in spring training thus far. Do the Rockies plan on maybe opening the season with Michael Tolia, or does he have to maybe prove it a little bit in AAA? Well, I think they should open with Tolia because he has gotten a big league cameo. And uh, according to roster resource, here are the DH options with CJ Crone slated at first base, which is why I think Tolia should play first and Crone should DH. Ella Harris Montero is slated in as the opening day DH. And the bench, Brian Servan, Alan Treo, Harold Castro, Nolan Jones. 
Yeah, I'm I want Tolia in that lineup. <laughs> yeah, I want Crone DHing. I want Tolia at first base. Uh, yeah, and, and Tolia can play a little bit of outfield. They've been trying him out there, so they might as well. But you don't have to. No. That's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you've got Bryant in left because um, McMahon, I guess, is going to play second, and Mustakis is going to play third. Yeah, weird pickup, like <laughs> Mustakis. Yeah, I don't know well. why they did that. I I don't know why you move McMahon off a third when you have two third basemen in Bryant and and, and McMahon. And McMahon's a great third baseman. He's an excellent third baseman, like Gold Glove can. <laughs> at third yeah. baseman. So I, I have no it's idea why Rockies you, are going to Rocky, man. Yeah, so, so, so weird. But yeah, I think Tolia should be in the opening day lineup. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with um, you. I think, I think we've seen enough. Did you talk CES last episode? Yes, I did last that episode. That guy's a freak show. Man. He's a freak show. He's hitting, man. He's really hitting. I can't wait to see him. In That's a guy who obviously isn't breaking camp. He got sent to my option, but he expedited his timeline Dude, quite a bit. Open and triple. Like, has to. I would have said open and double. And then after the spring now, I think... Open and triple. Open and and that's what these guys can do, right? Is not only are you getting yourself up to the big leagues quicker, you might be able to make it very clear that you deserve a more aggressive assignment. Mason Wynn, to circle back and wrap a bow on it all, Cardinals are always aggressive. Yeah. He's here for a reason. I think they wanted him to prove that he's ready for AAA, and I think that's exactly what he's done. He's going to go to AAA. I, I think they also lack some depth, too. And I, I see Memphis actually right away this year uh, in Indianapolis. I think they're at Memphis. And if I get Walker and Win, I think you will. in that Memphis lineup, that's going to be awesome. I, I mean, think you will. Although I do think Walker should break camp because uh, he's so good. But he like, is that good, but he needs to work on the defense. Yeah, yeah. Real quick before we get to the extensions, I know there are two guys. One of them's going to break camp in Atlanta. Yeah. Jared Schuster, Dylan Dodd. Yes. They're kind of the same person. Like, they're very similar. They're lefties with who throw strikes, sneaky fastball, and and one good pitch. For, for Schuster, it's, it's the changeup. For Dodd, it's, it's more the breaking ball slider. I don't know. Like, they both look really good. I think you, you can't go wrong here. They're both 24, by the way. Right. I don't think you can go wrong. I wonder if, because of the way Dodd looked last year, stuff is maybe slightly better. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to go with Dodd. But Schuster does have the first-round pedigree and is a guy that, you know, I think has been a little bit more highly regarded, quote-unquote, by them. But you look at the numbers, it's pretty close. They can't go wrong here, and that's the good thing is if one of them falters, they can go to the other. I'm interested to see who they go with, though. To, to set the scene, Atlanta, Mike Soroka, and you cannot bank on anything from Mike Soroka, unfortunately, no, because he's been out for so long. He aggravated a hammy, um, so, so he's not going to—he might be 60-day IL. Like, that's what we're looking at. Uh, he is not going to be first time through the rotation. They already optioned Ian Anderson, who was brutal in the spring, and Bryce Elder, who I think is, you know, the Atlanta to Gwinnett drive. Like, yes. that's that guy. Yeah. Um, he's the Davis Kyle Martin. Thing. He's yeah, the Davis Martin. He's the Davis Martin. Um, so it's not Elder. It's not Anderson. It's not Soroka. It has to be one of these two guys making their major league debut yes. on the fifth game of the season for Atlanta. Um, Dodd, third round, 21. Schuster, first round, 20. Do with that information what you will. These guys have almost identical lines in the spring. Dylan Dodd, eight and a third. And again, opponent quality is a great thing that baseball reference does. He's facing between a double A and triple A hitter. He's 7.5. Eight is triple, seven is double. Uh, Schuster is facing 7.7. So slightly, slightly (laughs) better, but identical. Dodd, eight and a third, five hits, no runs, 11 strikeouts, no walks. Excellent. Schuster, eight and two thirds, two hits, one run was a homer, nine punch outs, one walk. Those guys, like, they're both acing it. Yeah. 
Who gets the ball the last possession when each guy <laughs> is six for six from beyond the arc? I know. It's, it's literally what it is. You're right. It, it was like, it reminds me of the first game with the Mavericks where it was like Kyrie and Luka. They're like passing it back and forth. It's like, who's going to yeah. shoot? Yeah. So this is one of those where, I mean, it's a great problem for the Braves. And, yeah. and this, is, this, is, this is what the Braves do, man. They take guys that were never top 100 prospects, really, yeah. and just help maximize them, develop them, and turn them into productive big leaguers. And I think both of these guys are going to be productive big league starters. I, I don't think they can go wrong. I don't know what they're going to do here. I won't pretend to know. And I think they're both very similar. I will say, like, Schuster has probably looked as good as we could have imagined this spring. Yeah. And I do wonder if they go with him. Also, he works so quickly that the pitch clock is just, like, built for him. But Dodd was pitching with the pitch clock in the minors last year, too. So it is, it is a really interesting, interesting setup. I don't know. Who do you think they go with here? I think you're leaning Schuster. But I think Dodd's command is slightly, slightly more uh, consistent, I but mean, it's tough. These minor league numbers are splitting hairs. So I'm looking at Schuster right now. Schuster, between double and triple, 140 innings, 145 punch-outs, 38 walks. So remember, 139 and a third, 9.4 Ks per nine, 2.5 walks per nine. Dylan Dodd, 142 innings, 9.7 Ks per nine, 2.0 walks per nine. They're the same guy. It's yeah. between high A, double, and triple. And Dodd spent the overwhelming majority of the year in high. 16 starts in high, 9 starts in double, 1 start in triple. At the end, he went 6 and 2 thirds. Uh, it's an identical thing. The only reason I actually say Dodd is because this, I, I don't think it's fluky. Like, I don't think either guy is fluky. I think if you can manipulate a first-round guy, yeah. the Braves are going to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that Schuster is as seasoned as they possibly come. That guy is never going to walk two guys in a row. <laughs> Ever. Um, but Dodd kind of seems like the guy that's never going to walk two guys in a row, too. It's the same one. I'd rather start the clock of my non-first-rounder than my first-rounder. I, I will say Dodd throws a little harder, too. Um, and, and threw a little harder last year. So maybe that's something, too. They just want to kind of see what go, how it goes there and then bring Schuster up right after. I'm interested to see how they handle it. And there's no wrong answer, and it's a great problem to have because yeah. it just means the Braves are, are getting the most out of their lefty pitchability guys that are seeing their stuff kind of tick up. And Schuster's stuff has ticked up this spring. Shorter spurts, but that's still something to watch because Schuster's fastball was averaging 90.5 miles an hour last year. He's been sitting more 92.5 this spring, that's really good to see. So I'm very, very interested to see how they how things go this year. But here's the thing with Major League Baseball, they're gonna need both of them at some point. And I think the, the, the very clear thing is that both of these guys are better options than Ian Anderson, which I can't believe I'm saying. I can't believe I'm, can't saying. Believe I'm saying that. And better options than Moore. So, uh, or not Moore, sorry, uh, Elder. Elder, excuse me. Better options than Elder. So well, now that you traded Muller, there are probably better options about, than Moore with the way Moore's yes, looked recently. And, so, and, and again, like we talked about this, I mean, they probably traded Muller because they knew they had two lefties. Correct. Guys. And you look at, you know, if you weren't factoring in Schuster and Don, and I think a lot of people weren't factoring in Schuster. I wasn't factoring in Don. I was factoring in Schuster, but not Don. But Freed's a lefty. After that, Kyle Wright's a righty. Strider's a righty. Morton's a righty. Uh, who's the five? Soroka's a righty. Anderson's a righty. Elder's a righty. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got two lefties that'll factor in, and they will have a two-lefty rotation here. Charlie Morton has a $20 million club option next year. 
No chance in hell they pick that up. He's going to pitch for it, bro. I, I, I He's going to pitch for it. I don't think they pick it up. But yet. if you have both these guys sitting here, and, and that's the beauty of baseball, man, and just to like wax poetic about baseball for a moment, yes, these guys are in a competition. Yes, only one is going to be in the rotation on opening day. But, of course, both will be asked to perform. Uh, and I think that whoever doesn't get the nod on opening day will be the first one up ahead yeah. of Anderson, ahead of Elder. Um and I, I think next year, like these two are, are teammates, like they could be best friends. That's the beauty. And we were talking about this with Peter Apple last night, who hosted just baseball show with us. Uh, like baseball is a team sport played by individuals. So what Schuster does, what Dodd does, like they could do the exact same thing. If they're both succeeding, the Braves are better. Yeah, no, they're, they're in great shape. It's I, they are in excellent shape. So and, and the thing with it, too, is you get outs. They're both going to get more than enough opportunities at the big league level. So I'm looking forward to seeing how these guys perform and who, yeah, who finishes with the better year. And, and as cop-out as it sounds, you literally can't go wrong. Nope. Like, yeah. if you ask me to pick a guy, I'm not going to. <laughs> I don't think you can go wrong. I'd say Dodd just off of the slightly more consistent command so far, even in spring sure. training, too. And just, sure. just go with that. Okay, go cool. From there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Pre-arb deals. Okay. Who are we giving pre-arb deals to? Of course, this is inspired by Corbin Carroll. By Mike Harris, we're seeing more and more of these pre-arb deals that are just being done. And and what I like is you're seeing them younger and younger and younger. Something that's interesting to me, though, to set the stage too, I feel like they tend to happen more now after like a 30-game cameo. Yes. They just want to make sure you don't like Jared Kelnick yourself. Right. Or just, you know, which I don't totally know what happened with Kelnick. I think, you know, we're not going to get into that, but there's there's the mental barriers that come with being a Major League Baseball player. Yeah. And then there's also still a talent gap between AAA and the Major Leagues that you think you can scout and predict, but at the end of the day, you can only do to such a degree. Right. So that's where this gets really fun uh, because we're going to try to predict guys that maybe haven't debuted yet and then guys that gave us maybe a little bit of a cameo yeah i i literally just went psycho mode and just started typing out every name that could be a possible okay. candidate i've got so many names and again some of these guys have have graduated from prospect ranks i've got them into three categories mlb ready mashers wild cards and other pre-arbors and the, the way that i want to do this is like almost a sliding scale so you've got the julio and wander franco deals where it's near 200 million dollars You've got the Carroll, who's 111, Michael Harris, who's about 100. Um, you got Strider, who's about 80. But then you have Kiebert Ruiz, who is like six years. Yeah, that was another pre-arb deal we didn't mention. Yeah, exactly. So, and that made some sense for Washington. I am reluctant with catchers to do this, but well, which is why it was kind of a low value. Yes. Right? So again, like I, I almost want you to slap them into buckets. Is it Julio deal? Is it Carroll deal? And no, none of these guys will be Julio deal. I don't no, think. No. Um, it's more actually, of a, it's a, one of them when it gets to the other. It's more Carol Harris deal. Yes. Do they get the Carol Harris And also Harris Julio deal? got it after like legitimately being the best center fielder in baseball for a span of three Let's months. get this one out of the way. Does Adley Rutschman get the Julio deal? As close as it could be. So there but we go. But he doesn't get that because he's a catcher. Right. But I think I, I almost guarantee that with a strong start to this year, the, the Orioles, would try, they're going to try it. Yep. Because it's the only way that the Orioles can keep Adley Rutschman. Correct. And I think Adley, you offer him 150 you know, with, with escalators up to 200, he's taking it. Absolutely. He's taking it. Absolutely. And yeah, you could say that's risky for a catcher. Adley is a 90% zone contact guy with power as a switch hitter. He's an excellent hitter. If, his, if he never catches again, I still think he's one of the better players that, you know, one of the better bats in baseball. So to put that in perspective, we're talking about when I'm looking at these pre-arb deals, it's like, how many ways can I get burned? 
And what's the worst case worst case scenario? Look, like obviously worst case scenario is he doesn't play baseball. But yeah. what's the like realistic bad scenario here? And the realistic bad scenario is Adley for some reason can't catch anyone. By the way, he's a plus catcher. Right. Uh, and is a DH because his knees are bad. I'm not losing sleep over paying him 15 million AAV. No, they paid Chris Davis 20. <laughs> yeah, right. And and, and he was 0 for 46 or whatever. Right. It was, 50, 53, whatever it is. That's a guy I would give the high-end, almost record-breaking pre-arb deal to, yes. So that was the only Julio-type deal. So what I want you to do is yes or no, and then what kind of deal? Carol Ruiz. Carol Ruiz, okay. All right, Uh, let's start Can there be like a a C option of just like... um, who's somebody that have there have there been ones below Ruiz that we've seen recently? Freddie Peralta was like five years fifteen. Classe <laughs> yeah. was I, five years I, twenty. Can I throw in some of those? Absolutely. But, okay. Absolutely. Classe was five years. Because there's going to be some no's, but I do that. Yeah, one hundred percent. But you can also say no to some yeah. of these guys. So I, I want to go other pre arbors, or should we just save the guys that are like already out for the tail end? Um, let's say the guys that are already out of prospect ranks for the tail end. Cool. So let's go MLB ready mashers, then wild cards, then other pre arbors. MLB ready mashers, Gunnar Henderson. I'm I'm just about ready to give him. I'm ready to give him the, the Corbin Carroll deal. The Carroll. Close to it. I guess like the Michael Harris deal. Yes. The Michael Harris, sense. which is seventy five million dollars. Perfect. Right there, no brainer. I mean, you just talked to him by the way on Show and Go. Yeah, go uh, listen to that. Jack has a podcast with Taylor Davis. Uh, this is this this is a conversation I can't wait to listen to because I, I know some funny things happened when you guys weren't recording. He lives with Adley and stuff, and like he was like taking you guys around the apartment. But you guys get interviews all the time. Taylor's probably one of the most connected guys in pro baseball. It's crazy. Talk to Gunnar Henderson on there, and and that's an interview you should definitely check out. Hopefully, it went well enough for him that we can talk him into coming on the call up in a little bit too. A hundred percent. I also asked him about the Cor- the Corbin Carroll extension, and uh, you know in. Obviously, he didn't say like, "Yeah, I want it." Yeah, <laughs> I want it, and I want a hundred million. <laughs> right, but exactly. he gave a good answer, which I which he was gave a great answer. So yeah. go listen to the call up uh, uh, in regards show to and that. go. Yeah, yeah, go listen to show <laughs> and go. <in laughs> Too many podcasts. To Too many pods, man. Jordan Walker. So Jordan Walker, there's a lot of hype around him, and this is a fun one because I think he could. He and we're about to go watch him. Uh, uh, has a good chance to be a superstar. Yeah, but a lot of pressure on the bat. Too much pressure. Too much pressure on the bat. And there's a lot of swing and miss concern here. Yeah. I think he's going to hit enough homers and hedge it enough to be a great player. But I don't think I'm giving him a Corbin Carroll deal. No. but And he's not saying yes to the Ruiz deal right now. And he's not saying yes to the Ruiz deal. So, no. And that's why I don't think we're going to see Jordan Walker take an extension. For him, if I were his agent, I'd say bet on yourself. Yes. If I'm John Mosellock, I don't know if I could risk it. Yeah. I'm offering him maybe above, something between the Ruiz and, and the Mike Harris deal. Yeah. Which is between 50 and 75. He's saying no, and we're riding it out. Yeah. And if I'm the St. Louis Cardinals, that's the best way to do it. This profile, and I know some, but he's Jordan Walker. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, it's too risky of a profile. It's nothing against Jordan Walker. It's just the profile. I understand. I understand. And when he hits 50 in RB or two, he's gonna make three. And, and that's dollars. that's the risk that you are willing to take because yeah. like that's a great problem to have. 100%. I love to be like, ah, oh, we it's gonna cost us more now, but he hit 50 in RB two. And we Fine. know, and we know that Goldie and Arenado are coming off the books at that time. Yeah. So like they're gonna save their money to pay the Walker and win if they do. Work. I'd rather do that than you know be on the hook. There's been a lot of prospects that look like Jordan Walker type that just don't hit enough for so. sure. That's that's where I'm at on him for sure. Brett Beatty, that's a guy that I think is a little bit safer in some ways. I think the swing and miss is less concerning. I I, I think the Mike Harris deal is too high for him. I'd offer him a Ruiz deal. Yeah, 
I don't know if he takes it, though. He's I, a tweener. I think he is an everyday guy that will masquerade as a platoon guy this year. Yes. And I wonder if he takes it. I don't know if he would. I think he's a guy that would be smart to bet on himself because his hit tool is there. Like, he's a he's an above-average zone contact guy, and he hits the shit out of the ball. Yeah. It was just getting it in the air. Can play third at now an average level. I'd offer him something between that. And he's going to say no. He's probably going to say no. Here's my thing about Beatty. Um, I, I think you have a really good prospect on a really good team with some traffic in front of you. And even if the traffic isn't as good, Eduardo Escobar is a good player. Um, his ceiling is a tenth of Beatty's yeah. ceiling. Um, but Escobar is going to take some at-bats away from Beatty. Beatty is undervalued by the Mets, and that is not like something that the Mets can change. It's no. just something that has no, to happen. I think that they know how good Brett Beatty is. Yeah. They, lo- they love him. They, that's why he wasn't traded and he won't be traded. Correct. But they can't utilize him to his value. Correct. I'd even say Mark Vientos is, who isn't isn't a top, top, top prospect, but like that's a guy that would have been getting pretty consistent ABs at the He's end of the year. He's an everyday guy for yeah. Washington. Yeah. yeah Are man. you kidding me? He might be their four-hitter. Right, exactly. Yeah, so. And Washington, by the way, the same team that non-tendered Luke Voigt. We talked about that. Weird. Would have been, I think would have been, might be their, their might be better hit. than everybody they have. Yeah. Uh, Tristan Casas. That's a guy that I'm, I'm, I'm ready to give him the, yeah. the, the 75. You're okay with the earthing thing that he that, does? That, yeah. The Red Sox. It, it, apparently his teammates aren't, but <laughs> yeah. he's been scorching it all spring. This is the thing too, and, and I can only speak to it with certain guys and, and the guys that I know have this makeup aspect to it. Yeah. I will speak to the guys that I don't know anything about. I won't speak to it. For sure. I've heard nothing but good things about Tristan Casas' work ethic. Um, you know, the things that his teammates didn't like are the things that have got him to where he is. Yeah. Right? Which is the naps in the clubhouse, the laying in the sun before the game. This isn't him just being lazy. This is him like, this is his routine. This is meditation. This is meditation. This is what he does. Like, this kid has been bred to play baseball. And his brother's crushing it in the SEC right now. At South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. But this kid has was committed to the University of Miami in eighth grade. Right. Like he has been a a baseball player through and through, was the youngest power five commit, I think, ever, and then a first round pick out of high school. He has his routine. But it's impressive. What he does in the cages is so particular. I, to, all of that to say, like, this guy will always find a way to hit. He is a first baseman, though. And I think that is worth noting. Like, that's going to probably price him a little bit lower. But he's going to be worth more than a Kiebert Ruiz. I think you offer him $60, $70 million, He's a confident guy. He might not take it. But I, I think I think that's that's a deal. And I th- there's been reports about it, like a pre-arb deal for him. And I think he said, like, I, I'd love to play my whole career in Boston. So this is a guy that I actually think will get offered the deal because the Red Sox have been surprisingly cheap as of late yeah. and want to show that they're locking up the core. Right. Uh, you're not getting burned on this one with his bat. He, he, I, he Even if he strikes out 20 25%. I have a lot of confidence and it won't exceed that. So I, I would give him a pre-arb deal. I would. And if we know anything about Heim Bloom, it's that he wants to treat Boston like a small market. So yes. pre, pre-arb is the MO for small yes, markets. Yes. So I can He's, see him doing that with, with Meyer down the road and, and Casas. Down. 100%. And in the words of Kevin Durant, I'm me, I do me, and I chill. And I that chill. is Tristan Casas. Yes. Curtis Mead. Curtis Mead, I think you give him the... the Kiebert. Kiebert deal and he takes it immediately. Absolutely. Mer- Mead, awesome dude, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, He's Australian. Australian. I've never met a shitty Australian. So yeah. that was one. That was one. So Griffin Conine texted me after one of the games that they played him, and he goes, "Do you know Curtis Mead was Australian?" I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." He goes, "I had no clue. I I had I hit a single. I, I get to first base, or maybe it was that he got to third base eventually." And he was like, "Nice swing, mate." And he was like. 
Griff told me, he's like, wait, what? He's an international free agent. Right? <laughs> yeah, international free agent traded, traded for Christopher Sanchez. He signed for like, no one knows what his bonus was. That tells me it was probably a minimum. Right. This guy would take 50 million in two seconds. But Meade, versatility. He's not going to be a good defender, but he can play third. He can play first. Could get by at second. That helps. But above average hit tool and a, a plus power. Yeah. That profile is going to play. Yes. And then good dude. Give Boom. it to him. 50 million, he takes it. That's one that will happen, and that's why he's already been mentioned. Because yep. he will take the cheaper deal. For sure. Gabby Moreno. This is another one. I feel like I'm going to say yes to all of these guys. You stack the yeses in the front. Probably. Like, just prospect intrigue. Why wouldn't you give him the Ruiz deal? So, my reasoning for yes is because he can play other positions than catcher. Yes. And he's a 70 hit tool. Yeah. 70 hit tool? Yeah. What else do you need to see here? I'm not sure. I'm good. 70 hit tool sounds good to me. I'm all the way in on that. Uh, Tovar. Another one, man. We're just yeses. out. I hope people are not like thinking, well, there's some no's coming up. Yeah, we're going to get a lot of no's Yeah, so we're stacking the yeses here. Tovar, you could probably get away with a 50. We should start saying the names too. Ezekiel Tovar with the Rockies. Ezekiel Tovar with the Rockies. Yeah, we haven't said what teams all these guys are. Gunnar Henderson's an Oriole, by the way. Prospect podcast listeners. (laughs) Me is a Rays guy, but that is one one thing that we do get a note from listeners sometimes with the the team names. Um, Tovar is another one. I was talking to some of his teammates. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast. Like, as a 20-year-old in double A, the way he carried himself, the way that he went about his business was something that really impressed a lot of guys. And, and they really came away with, like, wow, this kid's 20, 21. Yeah. On top of that, plus defender at shortstop. Correct. Good athlete. And, look, I don't know how good the bat's going to be. I think it's going to be good. He's an above-average hit tool guy, and he's got some impact there. I think it's going to play offensively, especially in Colorado. Yeah. I'm, when you have a plus defensive shortstop with high-end makeup and you're wondering about the bat and it's not a swing and miss concern, it's just how much is he going to slug, how consistent is he going to hit, and, you, and you're in Colorado, that's the question you want to have. So I would give him the, the 50 mil deal and I'd give him the Ruiz deal in two seconds. So and I think he takes it. I do. I, I think so too. Because he's young. That would, He would enter free agency if you gave him that deal around 28, let's yeah. say. And he could go sign a mega deal again. So sure. I, I think I think that's the perfect candidate for that deal. And, and here's what I'll say. Uh, if Nick Ahmed still has a job in Major League Baseball, Ezekiel Tovar is going to have a job in Major League Baseball for the next 15 years. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. You want to mix in some wild cards before we wrap up? Or Well, so I, I've got three more MLB ready masters. You ready? Okay, yeah. Sal Freelich. That's a no Brewers. That's a no brainer, but a cheaper one. Yes. Freelich's a cheaper one. I guess it's still valuable because people are wondering like what context of each each bracket they would go in. He would be maybe even cheaper than the Ruiz deal. I think so. Because his play style, though valuable, and I think we talk about baseball being cyclical. I, I, I think baseball, like the Brewers, see the value in a South Relic. But there's not going to be enough impact to say, oh, this is a $75 million guy. Right. Um, you offer him like 30 mil? I think he takes it too. Like, he's, if we talk to him, he seems like a very easygoing, like... He'll be like, shit, man, $30 million? $30 million, I'm good. And I'm I, gonna, yeah, and I can hit free agency. Like, I just get to play baseball and I got some money now. I'm good. Right. But he did get a big bonus, yeah. you know, as a first-round guy. He might want to bet on himself. Because this is the thing is, I think he's, there's a lot of Stephen Kwan in there, and he hits the ball harder than Kwan. Yeah. Slightly less zone contact, more in the ni- low 90s. Oh, Kwan's the God forbid, low, yeah. low 90s. Right. But more impact. He could be better than Kwan by, by that nature because hits the yeah. ball harder, 
but sewn contact slightly diminished. Okay, and Kwanzaa Gold Glover. Like that's the one. Thing. Gold Glover. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen enough to be right. honest. But Kwanzaa Gold Glover in a corner. Freelix playing center. So maybe if he goes to, to left, maybe he is. All that aside, you offer him something around the Ruiz deal. I think he takes it. You're not going to get burned on that one because he's plus plus speed, plus hit tool, maybe plus plus hit tool, and the defense is good. If this isn't your first no, then we disagree. Josh Young with the Rangers. No. Good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't offer him anything. Um, that's one I'll, I'm happy to, to have to pay on the back, and especially from the Texas Rangers. I like Josh Young. He's had a nice spring. Yeah. He struck out too much this spring. He strikes out too much in general. And what's frustrating is he doesn't strike out as a product to swing and miss. Yeah. He's a 82, 83% zone contact guy. Okay. That's good. That's fine yeah. for how hard he hits the baseball because he hits the baseball hard. But he chases an egregious amount and he hits ball on the ground too much. The chase rates are what concern me because that's been a consistent trend. And I've always said, like, the guy with the above average hit tool, and, and when he was in college, he was, you know, plus, right. plus hitter potential. He looked like a 300 hitter, but now he looks like a 240 hitter. And if you're 240 with chase, all of a sudden you're a 300 OBP, and that, that's not worth and that hit, money. And hitting the ball on the ground, yeah. then you're not slugging what you're supposed to slug. I still think Josh Young could be a great player, yeah. but there's a lot of red flags in the batted ball profile. I say no. For sure. Josh Young. Me too. Uh, Miguel Vargas. Yes, but cheap. It's got to be like cheap. Ruiz. Like Max. I'm. Going I don't even know if I'd go Ruiz. Ruiz. Like like forty. I'd go forty. Six years, forty. Yeah, and I, you know, that's a risk. I think you're willing to take because at the very least, he's a good like the Dodgers. He can play. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. A, and he can play all over. You right. know, worst worst case, he's an expensive utility guy. Yeah, and like that sucks, I guess. But like, you're not losing sleep over that. And the hit tool is just too good for sure. And and the versatility is too good. I, I and and again, another guy that gets celebrated for the way that he approaches the game for sure. All right, uh, wild cards now, Francisco Alvarez. I might, get, I might get pushback on this, but like, I don't think I would. No, me Because neither. of the price that it would require. Yes. Maybe if he takes, a, he wouldn't even consider. I don't think he would consider a $40 million deal. No. Um, and I don't think I'd give him the Ruiz deal. No. Because there's a legit chance, like, he comes up to the big leagues and just can't hit it. Strikes enough. out all the time. Strikes yeah. out all the time. And again, we're looking at the doomsday scenarios here because we're, quote unquote, you have to. we're investing $50 million right. here. His catching is, is suspect. Right, it's getting better, but it's suspect. He's a power hitting catcher. There's he's, a chance he's Zanino. There's a chance he's, but without the glove. Yeah. So the bat is obviously better. I think the bat's going to get there. It's worth noting how young he is and how he's performed. But high zone whiff on fastballs, high chase rates. Like he's got things he needs to figure out. We could re, we could circle back on this conversation by mid season, and it could look totally different. That's how fluid this is. Yeah. But right now, not too risky for me. Yeah, Volpe. With the Yankees, Anthony Volpe. Got to be one of the easiest yeses, I think. Yeah. This is a guy that I honestly would roll the dice and, and, and go as high as 75. Wow. Because I just feel like there's not a lot of ways where this can go wrong. The, the, the hit tool is impressive. The approach is elite. Yes. The defense is really good. Um, I, I was listening to a conversation with uh, Elijah Dunham was talking about him recently. And Elijah Dunham said he's never seen a player that does all of the little things better than Anthony Volpe. He always knows where to be. He always knows when to take the extra 90, uh, not 90 feet on the bases. He stole 50 bags last year. Right. Like This is a guy that even if the hit tool doesn't totally translate, if he's a average hitter and the power is average, which I would be shocked if both of those things are average, he's going to play good defense up the middle 
and he's going to steal bags, and he's still going to be a productive baseball player. For sure. You might get burned on 75, but I'd be willing to do that because I think in that stadium, dude, foul pole to foul pole, he's going to hit 30 home runs. I really do. Yeah. Uh, he's a top 15 prospect in baseball. Maybe better than that, I'd do it. So if you say resounding yes to Volpe, how do you feel about Oswald Peraza with the Yankees? He's You can get away with cheaper. Cheap. But you could probably get below Ruiz deal. I would do it on him too because here's the thing with him. Plus defender, better defender than Volpe, more batted ball impact, and he showed out well in that cameo in the big leagues last year. I, I would I would give him something like 30-40. I think he takes it. So 80 for Volpe, 40 for Peraza. Yeah, probably 75 for Volpe. You feel yeah. great about yeah. that. Uh, your middle infield's locked up for the next decade. And kick labor to the curb. <laughs> yeah, see ya. Uh, all right, Ellie De La Cruz. Oh, Jesus. That's so hard, man. It's really hard. This is a guy that I think you have to see the 30-game cameo. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, if I'm the, like the Cincinnati Reds can't whiff on a 50 As of right now, I'm saying no. I'm saying no. Which is crazy because he's going to be the number, he's going to be a top five prospect in our update. But this is the most volatile profile maybe we've ever seen. He could strike out 50% of the time in a 30-game cameo and you shit your pants. I mean, like O'Neill Cruz. He's not doing it. We're going to talk about O'Neill in a minute. <laughs> Shit. Um, I, I would offer him something low. Because remember, this is a guy that signed for nothing. Yeah. I'd offer him, you know, the Ruiz deal. Maybe, but I don't even think that you, if you're the Reds, you can get away with, like, if if he whiffs on the Ruiz deal, like, it, the Reds can't afford to whiff on $50 million. No. I'd offer him 30 and see, and he's going to say no. He's going to say absolutely he's not. He's going to say kick rocks. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe first, this is one of those where I think you got to bite the bullet one year in. And still leverage the pre-arb, it's just going to be more expensive. It's yeah. going to be Corbin Carroll type yeah. at that point, but it's worth it at that point. For sure. And put escalators in it, and, and, and maybe the Reds never do that. But he, I can't do it. It's too risky. Too risky right he now. He could be Julio. Like, it, we could be talking Julio deal about him in a year. Yeah. We could also be saying, like, I'm not touching an extension with a 10-foot pole no, with him. No, Which is very possible with the whiff and the chase. No, yeah. Royce Lewis. No injuries for me. If he didn't tear his ACL, I think you could have justified like a like a fifty, like a thirty, forty, maybe a fifty. I think Royce Lewis is is is, is figured yeah, it out. As him a with a capital H, <laughs> he's figured it out yeah. as a player. I don't know if he's his body has figured out how to withstand a full season. Fair. No, but he is going to be good. I really do believe that. Jordan Lawler. <laughs> oh. I think we're a year away from this conversation with Lawler. Yeah, we're too early on Lawler because you know he struggled in Double A at the end of last year. Not going to dock him for that. Nope. But I need to see him hit against upper-level pitching. Um, athlete, good tools. He's going to be a good player, I think. But it's the, too early. And the only reason I say maybe yes, and like there's no urgency on the Diamondbacks front because they do have six years of control with him, but the only reason I say maybe yes is we've talked about it. And the only position with zero intrigue in the Diamondbacks organization is shortstop. Yeah. Aside from Lawler. like. And his Ahmed and Perdomo split shortstop duties this yeah, year. Yeah, no, it's brutal. It sucks. And his athleticism gives him a, a good floor. Yeah. And, you know, he's got better bats of ball than I think people would expect. Yeah. Um, Andy Rodriguez. This is one of the more easy yeses because he's going to be cheap, I think, because he's a guy that really broke out in a big way last year. We've been on him for a while, but statistically speaking, it really only was last year. Good catcher, but... Could play. He can't play second, by the way. I texted you that recently. Right. I did the infield tape because we we were always like, 
He could play outfield. He could play first. He could play second. second. I watched the video at second, dude. No. It was a disaster. No. It was a disaster. So eliminate second. He can't play second. But he can play the outfield. But he first. can play the outfield and he can play first. And he's a switch hitter who's a plus hitter yeah. who lifts the ball and, and has the power. If you gave him a Ruiz deal, I think he'd take it in two seconds. Yep. And I think that's one that will not burn you. Yeah. Logan O'Hoppy. I I love O'Hoppy. He's going to be a top 35 prospect for us. But I don't he's a one-hit wonder. I don't give this deal to true catchers. No. Hard and fast, O'Hoppy is a true catcher. Yeah. Alvarez is a true catcher. I do not give this deal to true catchers. No, it's one hit wonder. I think you could you could feel really good about it after this year. He's going to play in the big leagues this year, maybe opening day catcher, but it's yep. too early. He's looked good this spring, though. Yeah, uh, eating my words. Like we talked about Adley, like that's the only true catcher that I give a Julio type deal to. Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah, I mean, Carol. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, close, slightly less. Yeah, slightly less. Um, but like right there, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Witt's got you know, even the the down year we talked about it. His down year was twenty twenty last year, right? Yeah. I mean, these are we're getting twenty thirty, right? We're we're getting into the non prospect range. So now we'll just do like yes or no and one sentence why each, and we'll go rapid fire. We'll get through ten names in five minutes and call it a day, right? Because yeah. we don't talk about these guys anymore. They graduate. No, it's like salute, bon yeah, voyage, see ya. Um, old heads. Riley Green, yes or no, why? Yes, I think he's going to bounce back in a monstrous way this year. But I don't know. Do you do it now or do you do it after he bounces back in a monstrous way? I, uh, I would I would give him 75 by the time he plays the way he does this year. No, Try 50 now. No, He's going to say no. He's going to say no. So no now. Yes to Michael Harris after this year. Yeah. That's my thought. O'Neal Cruz. No. Just, just no. There's just too many variables here. Yeah. Um, there's just too many variables. I'll just leave it at that. Offer him the Key Brian Hayes deal. What was that one again? That was uh, eight years, seventy. But Key Brian, the thing with Key Brian is, even if that guy never hits, like we just saw him produce three F WAR off of just elite defense at third. Now, what I say is, the Pirates need to sell tickets bad. Do you know how many tickets O'Neill Cruz sells over the next eight years? So many. Does he sell them in three years in if he's hitting 210 with a 40% K rate? I don't know. How many tickets does Javi Baez selling? Nah, I don't know. Ask, ask Tigers fans. Ask Tigers fans, right? <laughs> um, but I think O'Neill is like more of an alien. No, so. I agree. I agree. He, I mean, he hit a ball 122 miles an hour last yeah. year. So I, I think you try something below that, though. He's too volatile. Right. And I think he says no. Because he thinks he says no and just let it ride. His ceiling is a $300 million player. Correct. His floor is, is out, out 205. His yeah. floor is out of the league. Like, oh, It's Ellie De La Cruz. It's like his floor is... A few different teams try him and hope that they, he figures it out, and then that's it. Yes. All right. Quicker. C.J. Abrams with the Nats. No. It's looked too bad. Yeah. I still believe in him, but no. No, because of you know him not doing anything. He's barely played professional games, too. Like He's barely played in the minors. Like We've barely seen C.J. Abrams. So give him time, but give him time. Jeremy Pena with the Astros. To me, that's a no-brainer. I, I don't think he takes it. Yeah. But... I think you could offer him up to 75 and feel good about it off of the glove and power alone. Uh, I say yes, offer him the Michael Harris deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stephen Kwan with the Guardians. I think that's a no-brainer. And I think he'd take I think he'd take Ruiz in a heartbeat. I think he takes 50 in a heartbeat. Yeah. And this guy will never be bad. He was one of the best outfielders in baseball last year. Yeah. He will never be bad. Vaughn Grissom with the Braves. Wait. 
No. Yeah, for me, it's no. Wait. I mean, we don't know if he can play. I think he can play shortstop. I do. But, like, I don't know if he can do it through the rigors of a 162. Um, and offensively, he, he started well, fell off. This is also a guy that kind of broke out in the minors. I think he's good. I think he's here to stay. But i got to wait. Uh, I floated this to Aram when we were in the car. Um, if Grissom doesn't work out this year, I think Tim Anderson, if the White Sox don't pay him, would be an excellent Atlanta Brave. I think he would, too. Yeah. Uh, Vinny Pasquantino. I'd, I'd give him 200. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm, I'd give him whatever he wants, dude. I actually think he's the sa- one of the safest offensive profiles in baseball. If you can lock him up, like I would lock him up before Casas, just to put it in perspective. And I'll, we already saw enough at the big league level. Like he's yeah. up there in terms of zone contact uh, and and exit velocities and spray charts and fly ball rate. Like he's elite, elite, elite. I would give him seventy five and not think twice about it. Yeah. All right. Three more. But I want more years. I want more years. Understood. Three more, uh, and then we're gonna have a pitching conversation. This is a pitcher, but Yohan Duran. I give him class A. Five years, twenty. Yeah, that's it. That's my max. Yeah. Because it's just a strong splinkers, dude. And like, dude, do this with your elbow. Like, yeah, you feel it. You, you feel, feel it. it. I was talking to some guys in the in the Marlins org about it, cause, and they feel as though it does mess, mess with your elbow, but they're like, we're just trying to get to the big. We don't care. <laughs> so I'm like, exactly. that's, what, that's what it's all about, man. Uh, Andrew Vaughn. For me, no. As no. As a White Sox person, no. no. No, I think he's going to hit this year, but like, hit. Yeah. Randy Arozarena with the Rays. And Mexico. <laughs> No. He is what he is. He is what he is. And and that's not going to be overpriced. You know, you're trying to buy out guys that are going to be super expensive on the back end. Randy Rosarena is not is going to be what he is. Like sure. which is good player. Yeah. But you're not going to be even the Rays won't be priced out of Randy Rosarena. They won't pay him because they don't they won't see the value in it, but nah. 100%. All right. Real quick, uh I am hard and fast no pitchers. No. Just about no on everybody. Um you know, the Marlins bought out a couple years of Sandy Alcantara. That is like the epitome of who you pre-arb. I do, <laughs> right? I do it in year three. Yeah, which is what they did, basically. Yeah. And they bought out two more years. But it needs to be a durable arm. It needs to be somebody that maybe already underwent the Tommy John. And how do you prove durability? By being around for several years that's in the, the major That's the level. challenge. It's a catch-22 kind of there, you know right? What I so mean? I would say... Almost no on any pitching prospect. Not pre-arbing Grayson, Painter, Yuri. Not not. That's what made the Strider one very fascinating to me. Yeah, but I think at the at the cost, what was seventy five million? Yeah, they said all right, we'll we'll take that risk. Yeah, I don't think we'll see it much with pitchers at all. Um, I know Craig Mish floated Yuri Perez in the Marlins. That's another one of those candidates that like it's a cheap team yeah. that that needs to lock up their players. They might, and, and Yuri Perez was not a high signing bonus guy. What has Yuri Perez proven against big league hitters? He struggled this spring. Yeah, and and also like, who knows how his arm holds up? I hope it holds up. He's big and athletic, and it's it's effortless. But dude, like, how many big athletic effortless guys? Shane Boz looks like he's flipping it in over home plate, and he you know he has been dealing with some arm issues. So, I think you almost never do it mm-hmm. unless it is the bargain of all bargains, or it's three years in and you're buying a couple years on the back end. So I don't think we'll see many many pitchers get these kind of deals. That's it for me, man. That's it for me. Uh, this was fun in person doing this. And we're going to be covering the World Baseball Classic really in detail. We'll be there through the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals in Miami. Uh, but also some interviews coming up on the next couple weeks on the call-up as well. Looking forward to going to see Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn. We're going straight to that from here. We'll give you our thoughts next week on what we saw and a little bit more there. But keep up with everything on the World Baseball Classic 
on JustBaseball.com. Look out for some more prospect lists coming out, the top 100 coming out in the next week or so as well. As always, thank you for listening. Look forward to talking prospects with you next week. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.